You're listening to the Leaders of the Future podcast, where we believe the leaders of the future are the students of today. Welcome to episode 25, where we take one last round on the topic of discipleship. And no better way to close out than to talk about self-discipline. We hope you enjoy. Well, hello, and everyone. Welcome back for another episode of the Leaders of the Future podcast. If you're here for the first time, a very warm welcome to you. And you'll be pleased to know if you enjoy this episode, there's probably about another 23, 24. Help me here, Julian. How many have we done now? 24. This will be, this will be episode 25. 25. Yes, yeah, so there's 24 of these that you can go and uh, have a listen through if it's uh, of use to you. But uh, my name is Joel. I'm from a ministry called Lift Leaders. And with me along the whole journey and hopefully many more is my good friend, Julian Clark from The 19 Project. How are you, Julian? Hey, I am doing good, actually. I'm having, I'm having a good day today. That's good. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's good to acknowledge <laughs> when we have a good it day, makes isn't it? It <laughs> makes it sound like the other days are horrendous. Like, it's <laughs> the exception to the rule is I'm having a good day today. No, uh, no, I'm having, but I am having a good day. I love, I love podcast recording day. I look forward to it. Yeah, me too. It's very, very enjoyable. And we are just wrapping up on the discipleship part of this series we're doing, the leadership acronym. So this will be about point number five on discipleship. And um, this is, this is um, a good topic because many people have different feelings about this. I guess everybody can agree that it's important Uh, And some people will maybe feel a degree of shame about this. And then the mega achievers among us uh, will feel absolutely energized about this. But uh, we're finishing this uh, discipleship discussion on the the area of self-discipline because the words disciple and discipline go hand in hand. And uh, we're not necessarily talking about correction or conflict, but we're actually talking about the personal side of discipline, self-discipline, the areas in your life that only you are responsible for, the, the habits, the routines, the rhythms, the things that you do and you institute in your life that actually set you up for leadership success. And this is a, a particularly uh, favorite topic of yours, Julian, isn't it? Well, I, it's probably more that it's like anything, isn't it? Spiritual disciplines don't come easy. But when you then look back kind of over the last 20 years, you work out that what you've done is actually put some of those disciplines in place and they become such a habit and such a part of the rhythm of how you do life. So I'm always keen to help people understand that, you know, you might not have 20 years of experience, but it's a bit like, you know, when's the best time to plant a tree? They say it was 20 years ago Yeah. or the next best time is today. So you might go, oh man, my spiritual disciplines. Yeah. Okay. They're not where they need to be. Well, today's the day then to start again and get yeah. going. And this probably, like I said, might bring up different feelings in different people. Uh, it probably depends on what type of personality you are. But for me, when, uh, when I first started to think about the side of leadership and the whole um, self-discipline, it was a little bit intimidating for me because I kind of had this picture of a personal trainer. And maybe I've been unlucky, but I've just had really... Really full-on personal trainers before, where they're yelling at you, "Come on, you can do one more," and you know you don't want to be weak. You can be strong. You need to do that. You know, like that really sort of intense 
pressure on yourself to be something or to whip yourself in because discipline can have a, a, a ring for people, but really the angle that we're probably coming from today, maybe we could title it more self-investments or self-investment rather than self-discipline. Am I right, Julian? Oh, absolutely. And one thing we certainly don't want to be like the, you know, your PE teacher or your PT instructor or whatever, you know, like you say that. This is not about us. I don't want to come across legalistic or religious and kind of this sense of duty. You know, I, and I'm sure you have as well, have spiritual disciplines, habits and rhythms, not because I have to, but actually because I want to. And, yeah. and when you want to do something, it just helps. It just changes the focus. You know, when, when you want to get fit, actually, that's so much better than I have to get fit because it just changes your attitude towards it. And so I really want people to approach this. You know, we, this is not about saying you need to read your Bible more and you need to pray more. Nobody needs to tell us that. We all know that. Um, I guess this is us just sharing our experiences around that, as well as other aspects of how you do life and get the right rhythms in place. Yeah, and therein is really the the key, tapping into personal vision or personal desires. I've, I've actually said probably a few times in a sermon that God, God will always give us what we want. He'll always give us what he wants. Uh, he'll always give us what we want, but it's the want he often changes and um, when it comes to uh, our own lives or even as leaders leading other people, that's really the key is tapping into someone's personal vision, someone's personal desires and activating them from that point because you're never going to win if you're really forcing people to constantly do things that they don't resonate with. That's the key uh, to leading people and the key to leading us really um, or leading ourselves, sorry is really tapping into what, what, what do I want? What do I really, where do I want to go with this? And once you've tasted, this is the thing. Once you've tasted the fruit that self, self-discipline brings. Sorry, my language. Say. I'll start Easy that. For you to say. Well, I, evidently not because I'm having trouble spinning <laughs> the sentences out. Once you've tasted the fruit that self-discipline brings, it's a satisfaction you can't get from somewhere else. It's so rewarding. Well, and it's like anything else, isn't it? I guess as a, the question to ask people is, if you're a Christian and you believe in God and you love God, why don't you want to be the best that you can possibly be? If you're, if you're an athlete and you've got, you know, you've got aspirations to be at a certain level, then you've got to put some energy into it. You've got to, you've got to work at it. You've got to discipline yourself, haven't you? To then be the best, whether that's to shave a second off your time or whatever it might be, the thing that you're into. And it's exactly the same, I think, for our walk with God, if, if, if we view it in that sense. And for us as leaders, I, me personally, I want to be the best leader that I can be. So I'm not going to just do that. It's not going to happen with me just sat on my backside, not doing everything. Being the best leader does not fall from the sky. I can pray with all my might, please, Lord, make me a better leader. But I do think sometimes he'll go, well, then come on then, Julian, up you get. Let's, you know, this is the partnership here. Like we said last time, you've got to do what you can do. Yeah. And part of that is them being disciplined to grow myself, to learn, to, you know, to pray, to read the Bible. That's and what all discipleship kind of is. It's, it's a partnership, yeah. yeah? Hmm. Developing in Absolutely. partnership. Now, there's some amazing scriptures around this in the Bible. 
there's wisdom all throughout the Bible, but um, earlier we were talking about some great references that are key from scripture about self-discipline. And so you've, you've got a few there, Julian, what's one of your favorites? Well, I've got two, I would say it's message version, Matthew 11, 28, 29, where Jesus says, um, you know, come to me. He's talking about, are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me, get away with me. You'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. And that is key for me when it comes to all the disciplines of life that actually the unforced rhythms are always the best. When it's forced on you, that's when we, we kick back, don't we? We fight back. Mm, and I love yeah. that Jesus is saying, learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. But if you keep company with me, you'll learn to live freely and lightly. I love, I love that picture that actually goes almost, it's counter, counterintuitive, isn't it, to the word mm. discipline, because the word discipline makes it sound like it is being forced on you. But actually, as a disciple walking with Jesus, I'm watching how he does life. He is our model, isn't he? About mm. how to get the right rhythms in place. I yeah. love that scripture. And then I also like 1 Timothy 4, verse 7. Um, the Apostle Paul talking to Timothy, his kind of protege, mentee, says, um, you know, he's talking about exercise yourself toward godliness for bodily exercise profits a little, but godliness is profitable for all things. And again, we, we love our, well, some of us maybe, me less so, love our exercise uh, and we'll put a lot of energy into that, but we're not necessarily putting the same amount of energy into our faith and into our walk with God or into our development as a leader. Mm. And so those, those two things, a little bit further on, he actually says in there to Timothy in verse 15, he says, meditate on these things, give yourself entirely to them that your progress may be evident to all. Wow. And I guess when it comes to, self-discipline spiritual disciplines that investment it's that you are making progress absolutely um and again we try and keep these episodes concise <laughs> good luck no i think we do okay um and this is a whole oh, it's a whole industry <laughs> it's not just a whole series it's a whole industry on itself the whole uh, self-development um or self yeah self-improvement but what, what's, some, what's some little keys or some little tips just from your life, Julian? I know I've got a few that I've learned because by nature, I'm not naturally a self-disciplined person. That was the hardest part for me, actually. Mm -hmm. Talking to people, no problem. Having the confidence to preach on stage, no problem. Um, you know, many parts of leadership, some of the creative things, no problem for me, but the, the routines and the disciplines and development, that, that, that was... That was the real uh, thing I had to confront. So I've got some little tips. If you're like me and you really wrestle with that, I've got some tips. But Julian, uh, you're a bit of a beast in some areas, let's be honest, when it comes to self-disciplines and routines. But uh, what, what's, what's some tips out of your own life? I do think personality plays into this yeah, quite a lot. Yeah. And kind of that, even an aspect of emotional intelligence as well. So I have a... I'm an introvert, so that means I'm, I perhaps am, and I'm a, from a 16 personality point of view, I'm a logistician, which means I'm very focused on task. I'm quite analytical. I like structure. And because I have, a, I have a high impulse control, actually, I can grab a hold of something and I can stick with it for the longer term. Now, 
let me say this i have dis i've learned to discipline myself much like you just said in some areas but i still fall foul to cake because cake <laughs> is my weakness victoria sponge <laughs> is back yeah. again come on i'm gonna have to get the wife to make one of them because um, <laughs> every time we do an episode you mention you mention, you mention them i'm like oh, yeah, i crave that i'm not really into fitness in that sense i don't go to the gym i try and do some stuff at home so but what i have done and if i reflect and go over the last 20 years i have built some stuff into my life that actually now is just normal so when i get up in the morning um and i'm not like a mega early bird in that sense of getting up but when i get up i go downstairs i normally do my devotionals that i use that i do through you version read my bible um spend some time praying and then i'll make a drink bring it back upstairs um coffee for karina my wife and for myself and i'll probably sit and read a book for a bit and then I'll get ready for the day. It's been a little bit different this year because we've been in lockdown. And so I've had a bit more time to do different aspects of that. But yes, I am, as my wife often says, um, anally retentive on some of this stuff. And I have apps and things that help me stay focused. I take notes on all my books on an app. I Sometimes I'll journal my prayers that I'm doing. I pray for different things on different days. And it's just become, yeah, it's just become normal. If you want to ask questions around that, then feel free. Well, I'm not going to ask about the reading thing because we're going to do a special episode on that because re reading is a huge, uh, people can say what they want about leadership. Of course, there's many ways to do it. Both of us have the philosophy that leaders are definitely readers. That's yeah. a strong area um, for you. But let's let's talk a bit about the the prayer uh, the prayer side of things, prayer discipline, because I also have a philosophy on uh, the discipline of prayer and also um, that rhythmic way of living that works for me. But how, how does that work for you, Julian? Yeah, well, I read something recently. and I don't, know, I don't know if it was Pete Scazzaro or someone else kind of asked the question when it comes to exercising your spiritual disciplines, do you have a structured way to read the Bible? Do you spend time reflecting how many times you fasted this year? Do you have a pattern for prayer? And I, even I read that and go, well, that's a challenge because we can swing from doing it really well, can't we? And then if suddenly we realize we haven't, I haven't read my Bible for a few days or I haven't, I haven't mm. prayed for a few days. And so, you know, like I said before, please, this is not about being religious about this and saying you have to get up at six o'clock in the morning and you have to pray for 30 minutes. Um, Plus an hour. I think, yeah. My, my pattern for prayer, what I've, actually it was, and I know we're going to talk about books, but it was a book that helped me. It was a circle maker by my Mark Baston. Getting some scriptures that I can use every day, that, can, that I can circle around my biggest dreams and my greatest fears. I think that's kind of his philosophy. Uh, and so I pray for different things in my world every day. So on a Monday, I pray for my immediate family, my wife and my, my daughters and their partners and future partners. Um, that makes it sound like they're going to fall out of the ones that they have. But uh, <laughs> I pray for Not all Lucy and her happy. husband, for Maisie and her boyfriend, and for Grace and her future husband. I yes. pray into that. She's too thankful Tuesday, for that. On Tuesday, I pray for my wider family. So my parents, Karina's mum, um, her brothers and family, my sisters and their families. Uh, Wednesday, I pray for leaders around the world, but also in this country, in the UK, and for church leaders and the leaders of the church that I'm part of. Thursday, I pray for people who have health needs, so those who need a miracle, sickness. Friday, I pray in a Sunday, I pray over Excel as a church, 
and I just pray for God to move and whoever's preaching, I pray for that person. Great. Um, they're my focus days for prayer. It doesn't mean I don't pray on a Saturday and Sunday, but really if I don't pray on a Saturday and Sunday, I'm not as bothered because I feel like I've, I've had a good stint and I'll go for a walk and pray. Um, or I'll just find a space in the house and mm. kind of just, well, other than the morning when I get up when no one else is around really mm. um, to, to do that. And it's just become a part of what I do. And do I do that every day? I hope to, but there are days when I miss. Yeah. Just, just to be real. Okay. <laughs> real is good. And I don't, I don't beat myself up, you know, if I don't do it. Everybody can just, relate to real. I think that's, it's, I'm not going to pray because I feel guilty because I haven't prayed. I just don't think that's a good philosophy to have. Um, so, hey, when it comes around next week or the next day, I'll go, hey, God, you know, I'm sorry I missed yesterday. Um, it doesn't mean that I necessarily haven't talked to God, but I haven't had that specific time. Yeah, targeted, focused prayer. Yeah. Yeah. So what about you then? You said you had, I mean, is that, is that enough, do you think? Is that helpful? That's very helpful. You've got some stuff to add in there. Well, again, we uh, got to be wary of the time, but um, yeah, for me, I, I did a teaching. Um, well, I guess I still have the teaching called time management for those who suck at it. And so my, um, my personality is very different to yours, Julian, where it's not, so I've been very much people oriented and I'm the kind of leader that's hard to pull out of church uh, on a Sunday or get home. Cause I'm just like, Oh, just one more person. want to talk to them. And um, getting through tasks is a real mission for me. So the key has been uh, the simplicity in the rhythm. You know, it's funnily, funnily enough, it's quite similar to you in a way. But uh, say for prayer, for instance, uh, one of my favorite preachers for a while uh, is Jensen Franklin. He said, if you don't have a place to pray, you'll, you'll rarely pray. And so for me, um, the car when I'm by myself driving around town and driving um, to work, to the office, that is a place where I make some phone calls, might listen to some musical podcasts, but really that's my prayer room. I'm praying pretty much most times when I'm in the car because um, that's really my, my place where I'm by myself and get yeah. to um, really just share my honest thoughts with, with God and <laughs> pray for things. And also just that, that kind of thinking rhythmic or simple key thinking flows in like for my self-development uh the kitchen so my job is to do the dishes and uh make the lunches for the boys that's my podcast zone so very rarely will i go into the kitchen and clean everything up and make lunches without having a podcast in my ears because that's really a, a time of self-development where when i'm listening to things and just just other things like um I read once Jordan Peterson, and I mean, people can think a lot of different things about Jordan Peterson, but he's also a clinical psychologist. Um, and he said one of his first pieces of advice he gives to people who need uh, routine and order in their life is just start with having this getting out of bed at the same time every day. <laughs> now that's a challenge. And if Helena was here sitting next to me, she'd be like, ah, come on. Is that really um is that really what happens but for me actually I, I i try to get out of bed at the same time or set an early time to get out of bed because i think if you win the morning you win the day and um just getting up early enough and having a basic rhythm a basic routine uh to get up do those things read your bible or 
pray or just have an overview of your calendar, you're very much more likely to be able to have control over your time management. And I, I split, I also split my week up into day focuses, not, not so much in the prayer way, but with all the roles that I'm uh, juggling for church at the moment. So unlike most pastors, I don't have Mondays off. Monday's my office day. So that's where I check my emails, do my calendar plan, do my planning um, of what meetings I'm going to have and respond to emails and have a weekend review meeting. Then Tuesday is staff meetings um, within the life of the church. Wednesday is often my lift leaders time. I uh, plus a crossover. That's where I do pastoral visits. So work a bit on lift leaders, pastoral visits. Thursdays is where I really get ready for the weekend uh, for Sunday services. And then Friday is a, apparently meant to be my day off now i'm trying to get better at that uh, but i just can't help myself sometimes um just to put some finishing touches on sunday and then saturday is my day for the family and the kids and then we roll around to sunday as well so understanding simple rhythms and simple routines discipline gives birth to discipline or discipline breeds discipline when you start even with the simple things uh it flows into other areas it's the same with laziness it's in reverse if you start to get a little bit lazy, you find out you become very lazy after a bit of time. So that's, that's my encouragement to anybody in this whole area of self-disciplines and routines and rhythms, whether it's spiritually or practically, just start somewhere small, start somewhere simple, because that actually gives birth to um, a whole lot more of effectiveness in that area. Oh, I love it. I mean, I could talk about this stuff for a long time, and I think we already have. Um, but um, I think it's the question that people need to ask themselves is how serious am I about my, my walk with God? How serious am I about being the best leader that mm. I can be? That's right. Because we can fill our lives with a lot of stuff. What I don't want to do is paint for us to paint a picture of that we never have any downtime you know all i'm ever doing is reading my bible and praying that is not true i'll still watch a movie i'll watch tv programs i can sit and watch three or four programs of one series and do that kind of stuff on netflix just like the next person probably but mm. it's not allowing that to get any traction in my life because otherwise everything that i want to be i won't become because i'm actually giving my focus to the wrong things um just uh, maybe just to finish with uh, uh, so I read a, can, I, can i drop a scripture in there really quickly yeah I love, go on. That, I love that verse in proverbs which is go to the ant thy sluggard and consider its ways <laughs> i remember that from yeah. my childhood but it's true get serious well there's a yeah there's a lot of stuff in there a little sleep a little slumber and it's the whole garden has overgrown isn't it it's yeah oh. everything that's got out of hand oh there's another one a little a little sleep a little slumber a little extra folding of the hands and poverty will leap on you like a, a thief or something like that yeah i need to look yeah, it up but that's so. that's in there it's trust no, me but here's here's something to finish with i'll drop the mic kind of walk away spiritual disciplines are vital to the sustaining of any calling boom you want to be a great leader you want to be the best that you can be then these things we're talking about as well as all the other episodes are key in helping you sustain a calling that's on your life brilliant 
We hope you've enjoyed listening to the podcast today. And if you want to be the first to know when a new episode comes out, make sure you hit the subscribe button wherever it is you're listening to this on. And to keep up to date with what's happening with Lift Leaders and The 19 Project, make sure you go to the19project.com or liftleaders.com to stay up to date. Until next time, we'll see you soon.